Hello everyone, this is Jill Garvin, the Director of Psychological Health for the 102nd Air National Guard Intelligence Wing. Today we are going to talk about Month of the Military Child, which is in April. And we're going to do a, a quick podcast with Miss Christy Gardner. She's one of our 102nd ISR key spouses. She's also a licensed therapist who has worked extensively with active duty service members and families. She's been on with us before and has a wealth of knowledge. And we're going to talk a little bit about some parenting tips and we're going to share some resources with you that can be super, super helpful. Um, and hopefully, uh, a lot of Parents I know have really struggled during COVID. You've had to navigate a lot of change, and, and so have your children. So welcome, Christy. So glad to be here, Jill. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, um, what are some tips and some resources that you might have for us? You know, I've been talking a lot with people that have all ages of children, and I think that there's different issues, right, for different levels of kids. So the people that have little bitties at home, there's a, some different issues happening, right? And I think it depends if those little bitties get to have pods of people they're interacting with, or if they have some brothers and sisters, or if it's just you and your little bitties. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And then, of course, elementary school and a little bit older kids. Uh, we're seeing a lot of isolation for those kids, especially the older ones. Not a lot of interaction, not a lot of peer positive social support, all of the things that those older kids used to be able to do to get that need met for connection, like their developmental brain tells them they need, they're not getting it. So a lot of negative self-talk, a lot of... Um, I would also say some uh, suicidal ideations going up pretty high in those teens. And so really looking at ways that you can help the older kids with some of those issues that you might not have thought of before. And I think with those middle years, just finding ways to engage more. I know that our middle year kid at home is just constantly needing extra attention extra board games, extra card games, mm -hmm. <laughs> extra things to do. So figuring out where we can find some of those uh, might be helpful. What do you think about some of those tools, Jill? Yeah, I love that. And I like that you mentioned, well, just different age groups. And it depends where someone is developmentally in terms of what they can understand and, and what they can can grasp. The other thing I was wondering about, too, is is yes, people, some children have really missed that connection and socialization piece. And I know that some children have also enjoyed being able to, uh, you know, do school from home and are having anxiety about returning back into the classroom. And I know some have already have, con have been in the classroom already, but um, just wondering how parents can kind of help help ease uh, some of their anxiety around returning back into the classroom too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. 
And I think uh, we can start talking about that issue, returning to the classroom. And you're probably seeing two different ways that kids are reacting to that, right? I know some kids are anxious and ready to get back to school and really see it as a positive part of their life. And some kids probably have the opposite reaction. And hearing from a lot of people about the kids that are not so excited to go back to school, right? Mm -hmm. Not so excited to um, have to interact or what I'm hearing a lot from the older kids is, I don't know if my friends even like me anymore, Mm. right? Because they haven't really been seeing them much or talking to them. So I think really helping your kids talk about developmentally appropriate responses to what's happening. I talked with some parents the other day and just saying, hey, you know what? So-and-so might still like you or maybe they don't like you, but maybe they're just having their own reaction to what's happening right now. Yeah, we don't know if someone's parents are more high risk. And so they've been having to stay home and stay away from everybody because their parents don't want them to interact with anyone else. Or maybe they live with their grandparents or something where they're not allowed to really have any social interaction until after this is over. And then I think there's also been a lot of parents who have both been at work and those kids have just been at home doing their own thing. And, uh, you know, I see a lot of kids down here by the base going to the skate park every day Hmm. after school. And so I'm always like, how can you help your kids if they're a little bit older to kind of socially engage again in a safe way outside of the skate park is a great place, right? Cause they can wear their masks and be socially distant, but still hang out. So trying to find different places where they can engage church groups, I'm sure as well, right? Some of those youth church groups. Yeah. And, and speaking, one of the resources that I was going to bring up is that both the 4-H and the Boys and Girls Club uh, Clubs of America, they offer a lot of different quality programs and free memberships to military youth as well. So that's also something that, that, you, that parents can take advantage of. Yeah. You know, I just, um, I get on military one source a lot and I don't know if you get on that website, Jill, but they have the links to the boys and girls club of America mission youth outreach, which is about uh, money management and summer reading programs for kids. And they also have military kids connect, which is a place for kids, preteens and teens to talk about different kinds of transitions. So military kids connect might be a great place. You know, when we're talking about some of the anxiety that kids are having, it would be similar to talking to them about PCSing, even though a lot of people here don't PCS because, you know, we're in the we're in the um, in the guard. Yeah. The same issues about anxiety and transition come up in PCS. So there's a lot of stuff about PCS thing on the Military Kids Connect, which would also be applicable to returning back to the school. Yeah, they have wonderful resources on there as well. As well as uh, I know during COVID that children could also utilize Military One Source for counseling as well. So that's something else to to check out, and it's all free, of course. That's right. They even have a parent coaching program on there um, um, where you can get a coach for free. Yeah, that's great. And I, I think I would also encourage parents, yeah, to, to check some of these things out because, 
you know, depending on how we were raised and what our parents, you know, kind of taught us or how they disciplined us, you know, parenting is, is very challenging and we learn that often from what was role modeled for us growing up. And I know I've had quite a few people that have come in and again, they've just been more challenged since the pandemic, their own stress, and then their, their child's stress and just managing that. And you're not supposed to necessarily have all the answers and, and you're not necessarily supposed to be the perfect parent but you know, just having the willingness to to look at some of these other tools and and other programs and coaching and all of those things, you know, just to give you some other tools for your toolbox is is wonderful. That's one great thing about the military. There are so many great resources for us. Yeah, totally. They even have a little section on apps, um, which I have been looking at and they have apps for parents but also for kids uh, different ages and so they have that coaching app in there and they also have like a Sesame Street kind of app for little kids uh, which talks about some nervous system regulation exercises so you know deep breathing for little kids or different ways that you can help them to calm down or transition better on military resource, you can find those apps as well. Mm -hmm. I love that, that, um, I always encourage parents too, that when they are stressed out or they're going through some kind of loss or big change, you know, it's okay to let your kids know that, that you might be struggling a little bit too. Of course, there's always an appropriate response, but you know, sometimes kids, uh, parents think that they have to behave or respond to things in some perfect manner and that it's not okay to, to act stressed out or to get upset or to show some tears. Uh, and again, our kids watch us and how we respond to things. And it's it's important to, to let them know that you're human and, and that you're stressed out sometimes as well. Yeah. Totally. So it's going to share a couple other resources um, that I would recommend for folks to join the mailing list for the Guard Child and Youth Program in whatever area you're in. In Massachusetts, you can actually send a request to Mass, M-A-S-S-N-G-Y Youth, or N-G Youth, at AOL.com, and they they have a social media account. They do weekly emailings. They will pass on discounts, benefits, and different services. And also the Military Child Education Coalition has a wealth of information for anything education-related. They, um, they also have some wonderful free parent webinars every week in addition to other offerings for students and educators. And Home Base, which we've talked about here before, which is a wonderful organization. They have, uh, and a lot of our folks have utilized their, their services and programs, but they also have services for children that includes counseling, nutrition, wellness, and some 
fun activities as well. But they do offer programming in person and some virtual um, webinars and, and podcasts. So there's just a ton of stuff. And if you go on, oh, what's it called, um, militarychild.org, they have a lot of resources on there as well. There's like a toolkit, some different things that you can do during April for Month of the Military Child and just a ton of resources. So, yeah, there's a lot of different a lot of different things. And I think it's uh, the apps, we've talked about that on this podcast too, doing that with your child um, is both beneficial for you and your child. Uh, again, kind of calming your, your nervous system and, and showing your child that it's also important to take care, you know, of your mind and body and, and breathing exercises and, and how that can really be helpful. And it would be a great thing to share, to share with your little one. Absolutely. I think, too, there's a tendency to think you have to do everything and remembering that just pick one thing, Right. Let's just for the month of April or the first week of April, just pick one thing. Mm. And maybe that's to look at one of these resources. And then once you've done that, just pick one of those resources and then try it out. Just repeat, repeat, repeat every day, even the same thing. Yeah. And, And on a serious note, because I have had some, some parents that have been very concerned about their children over this last year. Again, some have had losses because of COVID. So they've lost a family member, you know, the loss of the socialization in the schools and things like that. So, and and you had mentioned suicidal ideation before. What if, if someone is worried about their child or they have written something or they've drawn something that's concerning or they say something that is concerning or they say they, they, want to die, what are some resources and responses that we could offer parents in terms of where they can turn and and where they can reach out for help? Mm. Well, Joe, you probably have some resources that are a good, easy reach. Mm -hmm. And when I think about responding to those, I think about how busy we all are and overwhelmed we all are just in our day-to-day lives, right? And how do we make the time in that moment when we hear something that might be more serious, how do we make the time in that moment to say, hey, what do you mean by that? Or tell me a little bit more about that. What does that mean to you that you don't want to be alive anymore? What does that mean for you that you wish you could die? Right, and just starting to ask the kids about that a little bit more. I was listening to someone talking the other day about some abuse they had endured and saying they kept explaining it to their parents, right? I don't like so-and-so and they're mean to me and I don't like it, you know, and years later it comes out that it was something really serious, mm-hmm. but the parent just thought that they were fighting with their cousin again, you know? So when someone says like, I don't like this or I hate this or this person, I don't like them or I'm feeling some way, it's okay to just say, well, what do you mean by that? What does that mean when you say that? Or Mm. tell me more about it, right? Just taking that extra minute, even if you're totally overwhelmed, your kids have been fighting all day, you've heard this a million times, to just ask a little bit more of a clarifying question 
Yeah. And then finding the time to sit down. I always tell people some kids can handle like a face-to-face interaction, but some kids need to be like right next to you, like maybe washing dishes or while you're driving them in the car somewhere, like a side-by-side conversation can be a little bit less triggering to some kids of different ages where it's just like, we're in the middle of our day. Maybe we're raking up leaves in the yard or, you know, uh, making chopping up some vegetables together or something to say like, Hey, I heard you say this yesterday. What did you mean by that? Right. Just making it a conversation. Yeah, definitely exploring that because we don't always know if, if a child is being dramatic or, or if there is really something else else going on. So just taking that time out to, to ask them what, what they mean by that and the suggestions that you had are great. And then, of course, if you are really concerned about your child, I'm a resource here for the 102nd. You can always call me. You can always bring your your if your child in, if you wanted me to, to have some eyes on, but if you're ever worried about their, you know, their safety or if they have actually taken some kind of action, um, you always want to take, take them to the emergency room so they can be seen by a doctor and, and a crisis worker at the hospital and, um, get them medically cleared and find them the, the right supports. But again, um, yeah, call me. I'm, I'm happy to point you in the right direction and, and give you some additional resources if you are, if you are worried about that. And, and never leaving, if there is a serious concern, never leaving your child alone until you, you know, connect them with someone or have them assessed by a professional. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Jill, I get this question a lot too. It can be overwhelming to try to find a mental health professional. So you can call your school counselor. You can call Jill, right? You can call someone that you know um, that's a therapist. You can ask me uh, in the Key Spouse Program and we can all help you find people because sometimes it feels a little bit like difficult. Like who do I find and how do I find them? And how do I know if my insurance pays for it? But some of us in the field can probably easily help you find someone and don't be afraid to ever ask us because I know Mm -hmm. um, we're kind of gatekeepers sometimes. And your school counselor, I'm sure also has a lot of great information for you. um, If you connect to your to wherever your kids go to school, there should be someone who has a lot of resources for you there as well. Yeah, good point. Definitely the school counselor. And and even some of the members that I see here, when they come in wanting to find a therapist, and unfortunately, TRICARE can be a little challenging at times to find, well, accurate information online, who's taking TRICARE and how many providers take TRICARE. But that's one thing that I can help with. And like you said, if we're looking for a therapist ourselves or for a child, we're usually 
in a crisis or it's very stressful and very overwhelming, especially having to make a million phone calls. And something like that is very easy for me. I'm happy to to find the resources for you or to, to reach out to that therapist first and make sure that they, they do take your insurance and or what or, or to see what they specialize in, especially if it if it has to do with your child or a specific um, issue that you're you're dealing with. So those are some great suggestions. Thank you. Anything else? Absolutely. Yeah, I think we can look at a couple things that are for little bitty kids, but are also trauma-informed. And I'm trying to look at everything from a trauma-informed perspective right now, because there's a heightened level of stress that we're all going through, our kids included, right? Mm -hmm. So um, even with little bitty kids, we want to make sure, number one, we be clear ahead of time. So if you can explain ahead of time, what's going to happen and exactly how it's going to happen, then the kids will be a little bit less surprised. So surprised sometimes is not exciting to kids, right? Um, so if we make sure that we are going to explain what's going to happen before it happens, it makes them feel more safe because it's more secure and predictable. Mm -hmm. So this is great for two-year-olds all the way up to teenagers. So prep them plan in advance, reveal the plan, explain the details. And then you can also put your child in charge of something like we're going to leave at eight o'clock so we can get to school at 8.15. We're going to get in the car after we eat breakfast and brush our teeth. Now I want to make sure that you have your backpack with your snacks in it, right? kind of giving everybody a job. So prepping is always my number one tip. Plan in advance, reveal the plan, explain the details and put them in charge. And then I think also, especially for little kids, but also for big kids that right now haven't had a lot of choices, it's good to give choices, right? Age appropriate choices. Um, for little kids, it's time for bed. Do you want your monkey or your bear, right? <laughs> for older kids, it's time for us to do, it's time to calm down before bed. Do you want to read a book or do you want to uh, listen to this meditation with me, right? Like giving them choices about what they want to do. It takes a little pre-planning for us adults, but it's totally possible and it makes things a whole lot easier. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's my first and second tip today. Good. I love that. Prepping and choices. Yes. <laughs> okay. Anything else that you were going to mention? I think also knowing that us adults have to put on our oxygen mask first, which I know mm. we talked about, Jill. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, the calmer you are, the calmer your whole family will be. So make sure you get in that time to prioritize the things that you need. Yeah, the more also. you take care of yourself, the more you're able to take care of others. And that's, yeah. I know that's, it's really easy for me to, to give that advice sometimes to parents who have crazy busy schedules and, and kids and activities and, you know, it's, it's, yeah, easy to say like, oh, go and get your nails done or go for a walk and like, when do I have time for anything like that? So just like your suggestion earlier about pick one thing, you know, if it's, 
you can definitely carve out, even if it's 15 minutes or 10 minutes, doing something for yourself. And, and that could be breathing exercises, that could be listening to some good music, or, or going on a walk on your own. But, you know, just trying to make that a priority for yourself is so crucial. Absolutely. I agree. So thank you. Um, those are some great tips and great resources. If anyone wants uh, some of the names that, that we mentioned again, some of the websites, resources, and emails, please reach out to me um, or email me. And you can also reach me on, on my cell phone, which is 508-237-6652 if you would like any of this information. And we will see you next time. Thank you for being with us today.